go to the Lord right now, 2 Samuel chapter 5. We're going to go to the word of the Lord. 2 Samuel chapter 5. Begin reading at verse 17 and go down to verse 20. How many of you need a breakthrough this morning? Not just raising your hand just to raise your hand, but how many of you really need a breakthrough today? Amen. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17, it says, But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. This was not a cordial seeking. They were actually coming for his life. When it says seeking there, they were looking for him to destroy him. It says, And David heard of it and went down to the hold. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. Don't you love when he does it doubtless? And David came to Baal Perazim. And David smote them there and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal Peretzim. And today with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you on the subject, A Visit to Baal Peretzim. Can we go to the Lord in prayer right now? Lord, we love you so much. God, I thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence. God, I thank you for your spirit that is here right now. God, I pray that that spirit would anoint me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. God, that somebody today would experience a breakthrough. God, a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost today that they need and they came searching for. God, I pray that you would have your way in every heart and soul. God, remove every distraction, every hindrance right now in the name of Jesus and have your way today. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you're... Amen. Earlier in our text, David had been made king. And he could have done as kings do and just enjoyed the good life. He could have went and found a place in his lazy boy chair and kicked back in his recliner and read the newspaper drinking his cup of coffee. Or he could have went out on his probably one of his many balconies and, and looked over the city and began to just enjoy life as a king would. He could have kicked his shoes up and just began to enjoy having the day off as king. He could have sent others out to do his bidding while he rested in a safe place. And scripture tells us that later on in his life he did just that and it got him in a lot of trouble. But he started off the right way. Like many of us, he started this life of royalty doing the right thing. He started this life of royalty doing what he was supposed to be doing. He started off with faith. He started off ready to take on the world, and he started off with a fresh fire. The Bible says that David and his men immediately set out for Jerusalem to take on the Jebusites. 
the king was already going into battle. He didn't get to take the day off. He didn't get to wait another day. It says immediately him and his men went to take on the Jebusites. The king was ready to take what belonged to him. He was ready to defeat anyone and anything that stood in his way. And God had granted him favor. And God had promised him victory. The Bible says that David approached these people. And he tells these people, I'm coming and I'm taking over this city. This city that belongs to me, I have come to take it and to destroy you. And then the enemy begins to taunt him. You might as well go home, David. You might as well give up. You might as well turn around because I'm sorry, but you're not doing that today. I'm sorry, but today is not your day for victory, David. You might as well give up. Today, you are not coming into this place. In fact, even the blind and the lame could keep you out. Even the least that we have to offer as far as warfare could keep you out of this place. Even our, our least we have against you, we can make sure you're not coming in here today. Man, isn't that just like the enemy? As soon as we get promoted, as soon as God gives us a promise, as soon as God does something great in our lives, and as soon as we set out to do what we're supposed to be doing, and then something decides to pipe up and begin to, to hate on us and tell us we're not going to do it. We're not going to do what God promised. We're not going to see what God promised. And the enemy tried to get into their heads that day. And most of the time, he does more than try. Most of the time, he succeeds. We turn and we walk away feeling defeated. And we haven't even had a battle yet. The enemy likes to talk trash. The enemy likes to murmur. He likes to get in our heads. And he is deceiving and he loves to confuse. If you would just give him the time of day, he will get in your head. Just ask Eve. <clears throat> he begins taunting you with, hey, new believer, I know you said you were going to change. But I've come to tell you today you're not. You used to be a sinner. You are a sinner. And you will always be a sinner. You don't actually think you can quit doing drugs, do you? You don't actually think you are going to be delivered and come out victorious over this addiction, do you? I've seen you fall and I've seen you waver and give in too many times before. And you think today is any different? You are so weak, the lame and blind could keep you from victory. Elder, we don't need you anymore. We don't need your worship. There are younger people to do that now. I know you have had great victories in the past, but why don't you go on and lie back in your lazy boy and just enjoy your crown? Why don't you just enjoy your old victories? Why don't you reminisce on the good old life? There's nothing new for you anymore. I don't even know why you're at church today. I don't know why you think you're making progress by being here today. You listen to me, elders, if there was ever an hour we need you, it is this hour. I know that you're tired and I know that you're weary, but there's some younger people who are looking at you, waiting on you to say, you know what, I may be tired and I may be weary, but I haven't seen my best days yet. God said that the latter days would be greater than the former days. That may have been for the church, but guess what? This body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. 
And my best days are still right around the corner. I'm not done giving my worship. I'm not done giving my best hand clap of praise. I've come today to tell you, devil, you're going to hear from me today. I've come to tell you today, you're going to hear from our elders today. I've come to tell you, devil, you're going to hear from that new believer today. We've come to take notice today that we are victorious through him. Amen. You know, suicide is so rampant among teenagers right now, but the sad thing is, is it's happening everywhere and to everybody. Just like our God is no respecter of person, neither is that suicidal spirit. The Jenkins family that we prayed for today, they said that he was lost for a few days and his family could not find him. And they found him in Colorado in his truck and he had taken his own life. He and his wife had been married for 40 plus years and she said she had noticed the last few weeks he was down and depressed, but she said, I did not anticipate this. There was a man who was a licensed minister in the Texas district. He lived on the Texas district campgrounds while I attended TBC, and he was the groundskeeper there. And in 2013, the week of Christmas, they found his body in a ditch where he had taken his life. 68-year-old man. He was a wonderful man and always had a smile on his face. You could imagine the shock when they called and told me the news. You say, how did he get to that place? How did somebody get to that place where life just means nothing to them anymore? I'll tell you how. There is an enemy that taunts. He tears. He distracts. He tries to get in every mind that will allow him to speak. And he wants nothing more than to destroy you and leave you walking away feeling worthless. He comes in and says, families, don't bother praying and having family devotion. It won't do any good. You're going to lose this tug of war with the world. You might as well accept it. Turn around and go home. You might as well accept that your kids will probably not live for God very long after high school. Realistically, the stats are against you. Don't bother coming here anymore, David. You're not getting victory over the addiction. You're not overcoming. You are not going to win. Our rejects that are lame and blind could keep you out. And unfortunately, in this life, many of soldiers retreat in battle and believe the lies the enemy is spitting out. The trash talk paid off and they walked away from a God-given opportunity and a God-given victory because the enemy was saying God in their minds and planted a seed of doubt. But where are the Davids who stand up? And Scripture says, but David went right on ahead. But David went right on ahead. And captured the fortress of Zion, known ever since as the city of David. Some of us this morning just need to go right on ahead. Some of us need to quit listening to the lies of the enemy and say, you know what, I, I hear what you're saying, and some of it's probably true. The statistics you're telling me are probably true. But guess what? I've come today just to just go right on ahead with what I'm doing. You're not going to hinder my praise. You're not going to hinder my worship. You're not going to shut me up this morning because I've got an agenda. I've come to praise the Lord today. I've come to see breakthrough today. And you're not going to stop me. So I'm going to go right on ahead anyways. 
We know we need to show the enemy he is not in control. He does not have the final say. He may be intimidating, but I will not back down and I'm going right on ahead. New believer, just go right on ahead and keep pursuing God like you are. Elder, you go on ahead and keep worshiping. We need you. Family, go on ahead with your devotion. Go on ahead praying and believing God that your family will be saved. And you know what? When you're all finished up with your victory, when you win the battle, go ahead and put a W in your win-loss column. And go ahead and call it what it is. Today I'm calling this place City of David. Today I'm calling this place City of Landon. It's no longer taunting me. It's no longer coming against me. But today I claim victory over it. Today I put my flag and I stake my territory. This is mine. You're not terrorizing me and my family any longer. I've come to just go on ahead today and call it what it is. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I claim victory today. I claim healing today. I claim breakthrough today. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Scripture says they had convinced themselves that David couldn't do it. The enemy had convinced themselves he was not capable. And so they had no problem taunting this king. That's all right, flesh. You go ahead and underestimate me. That's all right, enemy. Call me the underdog if you want to. That's all right. They didn't think I could slay a giant either. But guess what? I slayed a giant. Pornography, you can tell yourself I will never defeat you. Alcohol, go ahead and taunt me. Lying spirit, you may have convinced yourself I'm not going to defeat you. But I have come today to go on ahead anyhow. I know statistics. I know possibilities. And I know my limitations. But I also know my God. He is a hundred for a hundred. He is a five star rated, two thumbs up, unanimous victor. All things are possible through him. And he has no limitations other than he cannot lie. That's the God I serve today. And with him on my side, I'm leaving this place victorious. I'm leaving this place today an overcomer. So if you don't mind me, I'm going to go ahead anyhow. Land of lies no more. This is the city of David. Palace of pornography no more. This is the city of David. No, sir, this is the city of David. Castle of chaos no more. This is the city of David. I'm taking claim of it. Some of you need to not only leave this place victorious today, but you need to go ahead and declare that this is your house. And I'm moving in and I'm cleaning up shop. I'm coming into this new place. We're getting rid of that old stuff. I'm not going to live that way anymore. My family's not moving into this situation. But God, today we are leaving victorious. David had been given favor by God. And God had set him up for victory. God had ordained him to be king. You would think it would be time to sit back and now enjoy this new land that he calls the city of David. You would think it would be time for him now to enjoy this moment. And I'm sure they did for a very brief moment. Until that old pesky enemy rose up again. The ones that he already defeated their very best once before. The one where he brought down that giant in his life. Those Philistines. They began to hunt for David. 
And his old rival, the Philistine army, heard that he had been made king. They heard he was winning victories and being triumphant. And so they rallied their troops together and they set out to destroy King David. Listen to me, greater life. It's no coincidence that after every victory will come a greater battle. The enemy hears about your victory and he wants nothing else but to make sure you crumble. It won't wait on you to fall. It will come looking for you. It says, you know what? I I heard that you got a breakthrough Sunday night. Well, guess what? I'm going to come looking for you on Monday. I heard you defeated the Jebusite Sunday night. But guess what? We're coming for you. We've come to take you down and we've come to destroy you. Let's go see if she got a real breakthrough on Sunday night. Or let's just see if she got a few goosebumps. Let's see if he really turned his life over to God in that wind. Wednesday night Bible study, or let's come attack him on Thursday to see if it was just another feel-good lesson that he allowed to get into his life. So the enemy came, and he was searching for David's head. And David heard of this news, and he went down, and he found a stronghold. He found a place of safety, a place of solitude that he can get down and get away from the noise, get away from the taunting, get away from all the lies. And he could get in a quiet place, that prayer closet, if you will. And he began to pray and he said, God, they're coming for me. I'm not afraid, but I just need you to tell me what I need to do. God, I am a willing vessel. Right now, I need you to either tell me to go up there and fight them or just let them keep searching for me and run in their mouth. Whatever I need to do, you just let me know, God. You just tell me and I'll do it. What do I need to do? Should I fight them or should I let them walk? God then tells David, go up and fight them. I will be with you and I will give you the victory. He said, it will be doubtless. It will be doubtless victory. You see, there are victories that we've won, and it was a close contest. It came down to the last wire, but God told David, this isn't going to be like that. This isn't going to be one of those victories on Sunday night where you wake up Monday morning wondering, did I really receive my breakthrough? Did I really get what I was searching for from God? But God said, this is going to be one of those victories that on Tuesday you're still talking in tongues. On Wednesday night Bible study, you've already brought eight people with you because of what God did for you on Sunday night. He said, this one's going to be doubtless. This one, the people at your job's going to notice something's different about you. This one, the people in your home are going to notice there's something different about you. This will be a doubtless victory. What I'm about to do, everyone in this place will know. God was here and God was moving and God made a way. No one there will doubt that you have won the victory. So David said, all right, I want to see it. And so David got up and he went out. And the Bible says David smote them there. He went to that place. He could have waited until they got to his front door and started pounding and said, David, I'm looking for you. And he said, all right, God told me it's victory time. Then it's victory time. He could have set up an ambush in the city of David and waited till they got close enough for him to destroy them. But the Bible says that David got up and he went there. He went to where they were. He went to where that enemy was calling out to him. And he said, all right, you're calling, calling me out. Here I am. Now back it up. Here I, I've, come to, I've come to fight you today. I, I heard you're looking for me. Here I am. 
I heard, I heard you want my city. I heard you want to see my family lost. I heard you want to see me fall and you want my head. I heard you want my kids and I heard you want my church. Well, it's going to be over my dead body. And guess what? That's not happening today. I'm not giving you the time. Let's end this right now. I'm not waiting until you get to my front door. I'm coming for you. I'm coming after you. You say, well, he was a confident little fella. You better believe it. He knew when God said, go, and I will give you the victory. That was all David needed to get out of this stronghold and head out to the valley. And David went up and destroyed the enemy. And the Bible tells us he gave that place its name, Baal Perazim. So David, this is a New Living Translation. So David went to Baal Perazim and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, David exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named that place Baal Perazim, which means the Lord who bursts through. The Lord who bursts through. He did it. He didn't just give us the victory. We did, we did it and we defeated them doubtless. And it was nothing we did. It was no effort of mine, but it was the Lord. The Lord did it. There was an interview with an actor by the name of Kevin Bacon where he shares the story of his conversation he had with his six-year-old boy. His son had just watched his dad's movie for the very first time, and he said, Dad, that was really cool how you jumped up on the roof and swung from the rafters. How did you do that? He said, Well, son, I'm not the one who actually did that. A stuntman did. What is a stuntman, asked the six-year-old boy. He said, that's someone who actually steps in on the scene and does it for me. He does all of the things that I cannot do, the things that are too dangerous, the things that I cannot accomplish on my own. He said, oh, well, what about that part where you spin around on that gym bar and land on your feet, persisted the boy. How did you do that? Well, son, that was the stuntman too, not me. He is a really good gymnastics. Oh, oh, oh. And a long pause came and the son then asked, Dad, did you do anything in the movie? If he did all of the great things, what exactly did you do? And it says, Bacon sheepishly replied, I got all of the glory. If anybody knows about this, it is David. If anybody knows what it's like, it would be David. David, I saw you that time when you were a shepherd boy and, and that lion came out and I watched as you ripped it apart. That was pretty cool. How did you do that? It wasn't me. It was him. Well, well David, I saw you out there that day. That giant was there. How, how did you take down that giant? I would like to take credit for it. I would like to say it was me, but it wasn't me. It was him. It was the Lord who did it. I just watched you defeat the Jebusites, David. How did you do it? It wasn't me. It was him. Well, well, David, I saw you go out to the Philistine army and they began to taunt you some more. And you went out to them. I didn't see anybody else there with you. I just saw you and your men. And I watched you just destroy them. I watched you doubtlessly win the victory. And David, I could see him there standing. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could take the credit for it. I wish it's something that I did that caused this victory. 
But I've come to tell you today, it wasn't me, it was Him. The Lord did it. The Lord did it in this place today. I went to him in prayer and he told me he would give me the victory. He needed a vessel to use, sure, but he was my stunt man. He came in and he did what I could not do. He come in and he played the best part. He did what everybody wows about. He's the one that everybody gives a standing ovation for. It's nothing that I did. It was all him. And so this place, today I am calling it Baal Paratsim. This is the place where God busted through. This was the place of breakthrough. This was the place I didn't know how he was going to do it, but he did it. This was the place where the enemy was up against me, and I didn't know how, but the Lord broke through. The Lord busted through every enemy. He gave me a doubtless victory. He had my enemies scattered all around. The Lord provided, and the Lord gave me the victory. David knew what this was all about. He had killed a lion with God's help. He killed a bear with God's help. He killed a giant with God's help. God was the one doing the work. He just needed somebody to play the part. David, you just do your thing until it's my time to shine. David, keep doing what you're doing until there's something you cannot do. Listen, saint of God, you keep praying. You keep fasting, you keep believing, you keep doing what you are capable of doing. And when the moment comes that you cannot do it, I promise you, God will step in. And He will bust through that wall, He'll bust through that circumstance, and He will give you the victory. You say, well, I don't know how I'm going to, don't worry about how you're going to do it. You just keep doing what you know to do. When it comes time for the stunt to take place, there's going to be somebody who will step in at the right time, at the right moment. And he's going to take care of it for you. David knew the Lord did it. It was not me. He gave me the glory. The Bible says that David's name was famous across the land. He he let my name become famous and he gave me the victory, but it wasn't me. I wish I could take credit, but it was the God who burst through. It was my stuntman. The one who comes to my rescue. The one who makes me look good time and time again. The one who does things I cannot do. Greater life. He wants nothing more today than to take you to the place of breakthrough. Can we stand all across this house? David said he busts through my enemies like a raging flood. I've come to ask you today who is ready to visit Baal Paratsim. I know it's not the easiest word to say, and you don't have to say it like that. Perhaps you could say it like this. God, today I need you to bust through, God, my situation that I can't get around. God, you see the financial struggle. God, I need you to bust through it all and just make a way. God, you see this wall I've built up all around me, God, because I'm afraid of being hurt. God, I'm afraid of being let down. God, today I need you to burst through. God, I need a breakthrough today. God, I can't just have just a moment where I feel good. God, I can't have a moment at the altar where I feel like you've touched me a little bit. God, but I cannot leave this place today until every enemy that is before me is lying on the ground. God, I refuse to walk away just a victor today. 
God, but I want a doubtless victory. God, I want to visit that place where you burst through. God, I want to visit that place, God, with the chains that have me bound. God, you break each and every one of them. God, and they fall on the ground. God, I want you to clear out every obstacle in my life. You see what I'm trying to accomplish. God, you see I'm trying to live for you. God, right now I crawl down into my place of solitude. I find my place to pray. God, what do you need me to do today? God, what are you asking of me today? God, I could crawl in this hole and pull the blanket over me, God, and pretend like I'm not here. God, I could hide. God, I could play possum, God, and make the enemy think I'm long gone. God, or if you'll tell me that you're with me, I'll be bold enough to step out of my aisle right now and I'll walk up to that altar. God, and I'll go to that place of breakthrough. God, I'll pray until I pray through. God, I'll seek you, God, until I feel every chain fall. God, every addiction broken. Oh, he's got a breakthrough for somebody here today. I open these altars right now for somebody who wants to visit Baal Paratseem. Label this place today. You name it. This is a place where God broke through. I prayed for three years and I didn't see it. But on this day, this day the Lord burst it through. This day I saw doubtless victory. This day I saw my loved ones saved. God, today we need that moment. We need that moment of breakthrough. Come in and burst through our enemies. Burst through everything that's in my way.